Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. Tatum, just get in the car. Hello, Sydney. Uh, hi, who is this? You tell me. Well, I, I have no idea. Scary night, isn't it? With the murders and all, it's like right out of a horror movie or something. Do you like scary movies, Sydney? Well, good evening. 
How you doing? My name is Rich Larson. I'm Corey Buller, and I'm ghoulerific. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to Halloween on the Canon. This is a, uh, a another in the, the occasional on the Canon series uh, that you, uh, you, you get to enjoy at, at special holidays. The privileged listeners of 95.1 FM. Yes, yes. 1080 AM radio. And worldwide, we might add, at oh, KYMRadio.net. Yeah. yeah. Broadcasting out of beautiful downtown Northfield, but available to every citizen of Earth. Yes, and downtown looks terrific tonight. See how I did that? I'll tell you why I'm coming up with these awful puns. <laughs> A lot of ghosts and ghouls. The first one wasn't very good, though. <laughs> no, it wasn't, but we'll roll with it because we're not expecting great quality. No, so, so that was uh, maybe not a new song to you, but the, the property... It was to me. Oh, was it? I, well, I thought maybe you'd come across the song, but you're not familiar with the property from which it I, I I've never seen the movie. I've never seen. I've never. I'd never heard the song before. You suggested it, mm-hmm. I, and it's it's one of those things. I would like to see the movie anyway, and I think you should. So that was this is Halloween. I don't know if yeah. you caught that part, yeah. of it. <laughs> and it's from the Nightmare Before Christmas. Now right. you've pro- you've heard of that, right? Of course, I've yeah, heard of, course, of it. I know. So. I'm I'm well I'm well like versed on the pop culture like attraction. Yeah, I I'm a guy, and you will understand this. I think I'm a guy that likes uh, that like. Throughout most of my life, I've actually kind of gotten away from this in the last few years. But like, to everything there is a season, right? Yes. Like to to certain certain times of year, I listen to certain kinds of music. You, I have never been able to figure out what time of year I should watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. And to what season does this belong? <laughs> exactly. And, and I'll get to the reasoning behind that because it was intentional, as you might gather, well, and you'll understand a little bit more if you watch. Also, the movie. because Tim Burton just likes to torture me. Well, I, and that was going to be a question: Who directed this? Tim Burton? No, no, no. Did he produce it? He did. He's in, he's involved in that. I know that he was heavily involved. Well, I shouldn't even say heavily involved. So the the movie itself branched off a poem Tim had written back in 1982, as he was a fledgling screenwriter and director, and uh, this ended up getting picked up a decade later, and he was too busy doing probably Batman Returns, I think, probably at the time. This came out in '93, I believe. Um, so he was a producer. He did not direct it, but his name was all over it because yeah, it was. he was a name. He had done Batman. He had done Pee Wee. He had done Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, so he was obviously a huge Hollywood royalty guy at that yeah, time. He was. So his name was all over that, but it was his original idea, and a lot of stuff came from that. Um, real quick, because we have a packed show tonight. We do. With a lot of great songs. We do. Uh, some that will be familiar, some that won't be as familiar, and some that we're going to have to connect to Halloween and why they're on tonight's <laughs> playlist. And maybe I'll let you cue that up a little bit more after we talk about this first song. But to your point about the crossover between Halloween and Christmas, and I find this interesting because it's something I've experienced in my life, which, as we like to say on the show, is shorter than yours at this mm-hmm. point, um, where we do have these transitional periods where you have overlap between holidays. Yeah, I was at Menard's. End of July, yep. buying some stuff for a pro- uh, project I'm doing. I was doing at home at the time. They already had Halloween stuff out. Yep, July 31. Yep. So yep. this is kind of commentary on that. So this he wrote this in 1982, which makes me think, wow, was it really that bad back then? Right. Probably not as bad as it is now. Can't possibly be. <laughs> but you know, Thanksgiving gets overlooked, obviously, for yeah. a lot of reasons. It's just not as commercial, right? right. When it comes to shopping. So unless you're a grocery store, yeah. That transition between Halloween and Christmas is kind of murky, and it is this uh, this movie kind of heavily leans into that, and it becomes an interesting story. And this is like you, not one I really checked out ever until recently, and you haven't seen it at all. But with my kids, right. it kind of popped up, and right. I'm like, 
okay, I'll give it a shot. Like, cause I was, it was a little macabre for me and I like macabre, mm-hmm. but like, I just, the art of it was a little off for me and, but it's heavily influenced by who would you guess with the stop motion? Oh, Rankin and Bass. Rankin and Bass. Uh, and which of course is the, uh, you know, the, 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 the two great beloved gods of the canon. Love uh, it. My favorite. <laughs> the canon the, series. Yep. Uh, the stop motion geniuses. And we'll have a representation from them later on. It wouldn't be an well. on the canon show if there wasn't. I, I got to squeeze it in where I can, right? Right, exactly. And it's at least appropriate here. Right. Uh, so I love those influences, the stop motion attraction, the, the, the kind of the commentary and questioning right. of holidays and, right. the, and, and kind of the materialism around it and just... You know, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of like at, at, at its essence, I'm told it's kind of a romantic comedy. The night before yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. So you have Jack Skeleton, who is yeah. like, you know, big Halloween guy, but mm-hmm. he, he gets sad when his season's over and he kind of wants to. And, and Halloween's all about spooking people and he wants to be bringing joy. Yeah. And I, I might be getting the plot a little messed yeah. up here, but so he, he wants to take over Christmas is essentially oh. the plot. So there's a lot that ties to that and then there's a, a true bad guy he's not really a bad guy he's just kind of misled misdirected in his intentions okay. you know, he means well but you know he does some silly things the and, bad guy or the real bad guy jack skellington jack skellington yeah yeah he okay right, who's anyway. voiced by Dan, uh chris randon but sung by danny elfman i believe oh and, and there's a lot of big names in here danny elfman did the did did the music for uh Nightmare Before Christmas, because mm-hmm. he did all the music for all of Tim Burton's movies. Dan, Dan, Danny Elfman, of course, for those of us from a cer- of a certain age, from a certain era, uh, the, uh, the the creative force behind the band, Oingo Boingo. I love Oingo Boingo. Dead Man's, oh, Dead Man's Party. We didn't, you know what, I'm going to apologize right now. We didn't put Dead Man's Party on this show. Well, and as I'm an feeling, occasion. I'm, you know what, I apologize. As an occasional series, we'll probably get back to in two or three years. Right? Yeah, exactly. We'll definitely be It'll doing come the back show around. in two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to because I was even thinking of some of the songs that didn't make it on here, and I, uh, and, and maybe we've said enough about this specific song, so I'll let you kind of tee up kind of the right. approach to today's show. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I mean, the the, the approach is, um, you know, what do I say? The KYMN Rich Larson format. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of songs talk about them, but really, I mean, with 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 with, with these canon shows, I think um, I like to take advantage of the fact that you are a a a, a learned. Uh, person who loves holidays and i'm guessing that you've done a little research into uh the season of halloween of course yes a little bit i mean yeah. not the season itself i think a lot of people know about that so i this can will we, be can, less can we talk about sam hain no sure i mean have you done any have you, no. have you okay i was just gonna say this will probably be less of a soliloquy than i normally do with at least the christmas shows yeah and independence day because it's less preachy about our personal views well, with yeah. that. So i, we I think this show will be more that. fun because we'll probably talk less about some of the factoids and stuff like that but i do have a couple notes you know me well yeah, enough but i do in terms of like format like for those who may not listen to our prior shows right. um we like to bring different perspectives to this. So mm-hmm. all these songs aren't going to be on the nose. Like, oh, oh yeah, wow. this isn't, you know, your oh, holiday, yeah. your your big 40, t- top 40 radio no. holiday or Halloween playlist. Some, we'll have some of those. Some of that will be. But some yeah. of these are going to be like, why is that here? Yeah, exactly. And we'll explain why because we all have be, there, different connections. There, there's a local guy actually who's going to hear a song and going, why is my song on the- <laughs> I, I, I heard that. I've listened through the playlist already. So I might have to have a conversation and apologize to him later. But, but before we get into the rest, maybe we should talk perspective-wise, our approach yeah. to Halloween, because I know we talked about this a little bit. You, As you get older, yeah. and, and certainly my views have changed over time as as I've gone through different stages, and there's definitely stages of Halloween. There right? are. 
There uh, are. But you're a little bit farther ahead on that journey than me. Why don't you explain kind of where you're at mentally with Halloween these days? I'm the guy that hides on yeah. Halloween. And that's I, okay. I, I turn off my. Uh, I, I turn off all of my. If I if I can be if I can not be home on Halloween between yeah. about five thirty and eight thirty, <laughs> that's fine. Um, and you know, it, 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 part of it is. Um, where I live, I'm just like my house is not super conducive yeah. to, to trick or treat. I used to have a house um, in another part of town, uh, in a great, great neighborhood that was like Halloween Central, exactly. Yeah. Represent, yeah. and <laughs> and uh, we're doing gang signs. Yeah, we worry. are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but that neighborhood was full of kids, yeah. and there was uh, there was Halloween, and I had a great door. Um, there, my 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 uh, storm door. Uh, had a removable insert big in, in, oh, in, right in the center. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, in the center you would put, or in the summertime you would put the screen in there and then the winter you'd put glass in there. Right. And Halloween was always the time when you would make the change. Sure. So I, um, just popped it out, just pulled it out. And, and it was great because I, I had a, you know, my favorite dog back then too, of all the dogs I've had, he was mm-hmm. my favorite and he thought it was the fan, the greatest thing ever. Cause he thought all these people were coming to see him and he was just, the door was just the right size. So he, he could kind of poke his head out the door and like not jump up and down and, and, sure. and, and j- jump through. The, and so, yeah, th- there are different stages. at this point I'm, I'm, I'm Scrooge when it comes yeah. to Halloween. But back in the day I was, I was Jack Skeleton, I guess. But even through the duration of one's life, when you're a kid, oh, yeah. it's all about trick or treating. Then you get to your teen years and you might, you know, linger for a year or two and go get the candy because it's candy, right. but then you move on right. to the next thing. And then right. college for those of us who are blessed to go to college during Halloween time, which should happen in the yeah. calendar year, right? Yeah. That's a whole nother animal. I'll tell you a story, uh, uh, maybe later in the show about a, a Halloween costume I put together for myself. That was, well, I have a photo to show you. I'll save it for that point. Then. Okay. Um, but then, you know, your twenties, you're still having fun. Then the kids come around and the whole direction changes. And then it you does. get to your stage in life where your kids are out of the house now. And I, understand and appreciate your perspective it yep. saddens me a little bit because i think a lot of people are doing that nowadays as yep. someone who currently brings his kids out to trick-or-treat yeah. there are just so many dark houses now That's, and, uh, and, that, and i'm sorry for that i yeah. really am but i mean you're one person but it contributes right right and it does everyone you know it's just like voting you know my yeah. one vote doesn't matter well it does if everyone feels the same way right same exactly. with houses. so i'm not trying to lecture you on that but yeah i can tell you in our neighborhood which has families and kids that it's sometimes hard to find houses that participate that's kind of sad. It is. So even like families with kids and, you know, Northfield's well, great that they have a lot of events. Some that might be happening tonight with the colleges. See, and there, there, there is a thing and you understand this too. When the kids are little, like when the kids are, you know, they're not old enough to go out trick or treating by themselves. Right. right. And frankly, these days, I don't even know what that age is anymore. Um, but like when, when, when my daughters were, I think I let them go trick or treating by themselves when they were like eight. I'm not sure, mm. but it was like you know, stay, uh, stay on the on street. street yeah. yeah, um, our street on the sidewalk, right? Not right in the street. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay on our street. Um, you, 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 mom and dad, want to go trick or treating with the kids because it's super fun to watch the kids trick or treat, right? Yeah. But if mom and dad both go trick or treating, then there's no one to distribute the candy, and yep. it's a problem. Yeah. So I mean, it's a whole thing, and we go through that too. Yeah. So it's and it's tough. It, it the thing with the houses too if there's no lights in the houses and you yeah. don't have a street light then yeah. the street's just dark and that's right. just there's a danger thing too. Right. but anyway right. i could right. belabor that point for a long time but anyway we should probably move ahead we've got plenty i think there's gonna be plenty of conversations that come oh, up yeah buckle up folks this is yeah. good you're gonna be here for a couple hours tonight so it's a perfect spooky night to do it too mm-hmm. 
Well, our next song, uh, since you're drinking coffee right now, <laughs> because this is totally happening live. It is absolutely. Well, <laughs> it, this, it, we recorded this two hours ago. Yeah. yeah. And you still need the coffee. <laughs> well, it's, uh, Highway to Hell. <laughs> I love I mean, that's ACDC. a bit on the nose. It's not a Halloween song per no, se, it's but not. it's got hell in the title. Exactly. I, mean, I think it's appropriate. Exactly. I, could, I can tell you a story, though, about how I once watched this song scare the living daylights out of somebody. Just by its sound? Yeah, well, no, and it's actually, I mean, it, 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 it's not as funny as it sounds, actually. I took my daughter. The devil's music? or <laughs> I took my daughter to uh, uh, her first concert when she was 12 years old. No, 11 years old, maybe. And we went to see Billy Joel and Elton John at uh, uh, the XL Energy Center. Curious where this is going to go now. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, uh, it was the last show of their tour. And uh, and uh, Billy Joel had had this um, tradition when he when he would play the last. And I wound up seeing like this, ex- this thing like four different times. Um, he would bring his guitar tech out, whose name was Chainsaw. And they would sing Highway to Hell. He would sing Highway to Hell, and okay. they'd, they'd play it behind him. And that was how they celebrated the last show of the tour. Well, this thing got going, and the whole arena was just rocking, right? Sure, it was yeah. cool as hell, and it was loud, and it was, you know. And it was over, and I looked down at my daughter, and uh, I, I said, how'd you like that? And she looked at me and just burst into tears. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I thought we were going to have to leave. Like we, yeah, did she, uh, she think you were converting on site or what? No, she just, just wasn't loud. prepared. wasn't prepared for all of that okay. at once, and uh, so I had to. We, we had to go up uh, back up into the concourse and regroup. And I, I was prepared to leave, and we didn't have to do that. But yeah, so that you know, Highway to Hell scared the crap out of my daughter. Well, that's a good yeah. memory. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she, she's okay now. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've scarred her. That's for sure. There's all all sorts of stuff that's going to come out in therapy. Well, we had a, a few options, I think, from ACDC, but I went with this one, uh, 1979. Yep. Now, you're going to know the history of ACDC yep. much better than me. Yep. Through time, I've noticed differences in vocals, but I never really thought there was anyone other than uh, Brian Johnson. Oh, Bon <laughs> I didn't Scott. realize Bon Scott. Bon Scott was a whole thing, man. Didn't even realize yeah. until I was looking at yeah. this. And this was from the last album, Highway to Hell, before uh, he passed before away. Before he passed away, right. And he was, I mean, because I could tell a difference in vocals, but never really thought much about yeah. it between yeah. this. And this is interesting because I've pitched a different show to you about bands that had hits with different lead singers, not right. just like different, you know, not like the Beatles where you right. had different people lead, but actually yeah. ACDC, I guess, should be on that list. If yeah, they do should. That. And it, it, it's funny because when, uh, I, I can remember back when Van Halen uh, switched from, from David Lee Roth to Van, Sammy the Hagar. Van Hagar. And, and like everyone in, I was in high school and everyone's like, wow, no one's ever done this before. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. No, ACDC did this not that long ago, actually. And Bon Scott wasn't even the, the original lead singer. There no, was someone before. There was, there was a guy, but, but no one knows who that guy yeah. is. No, and this was, uh, I, from what I read, their first big album. They weren't really, this is their sixth album, and it was the first Hi, time they Highway to, Hell, Highway to Hell was the album that made them, like, headliners. Yeah. They, they'd, had, they'd had some hits. I okay. mean, uh, Long Way to the Top uh, oh, sure, yeah. was, a, was a thing, and, and uh, uh, a couple others. But, but they, uh, they became headliners with Highway to Hell. Yeah. Anyway. You got anything else on this? No, we better get to right. it. From 1979, the title track from the Highway to Hell album. This is ACDC, a 95.1 KYMN, The Boo.
This is very old wine. I hope you will like it. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why?
You know how some people uh, they say about Christmas, it's not Christmas until I fall, watch uh, Alan uh, Alan Rankin's fall off a Nakamura Tower, right? <laughs> yes, for, yes. Uh, it, for me, it's not it's not Halloween until I hear Vincent Price do the cackle. Here, just here, you don't need to see it. Here, yeah, yeah, yes. Well, I mean, see? see it. Well, I mean, from the video, not right. this, just the song. He's not. I don't even think he's in the video. But I don't they think have the, he, this, They have the la- the cackle in there don't they? the cackle's in there yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. like did i say did i say see i meant here no no you said uh, here okay. i then i said see yeah. to confuse you and uh, i was thinking about uh, the video because it doesn't say great song obviously to your point right all-time video though for a lot of people right well i mean it was an all-time video before it was even released i mean they made a huge deal about this video they spent a million in 1984 right. they spent a million dollars on that video and john landis who had directed uh, american werewolf in london mm-hmm. And also Animal House, uh, I directed. Yeah. Minor notes. <laughs> yeah, uh, directed the video. Um, oh, he also did Blues Brothers, but uh, but Michael Jackson knew him from American Werewolf in London. Sure. So that's yeah. Anyway, so just clarifying that you just need to hear the song. You don't necessarily need to see the video. I, it's it, it, the whole video is twenty minutes long, it's and long, I, don't, yeah. I don't have that kind of time anymore. <laughs> So, well, we could probably cut 20 minutes from the show and go back to you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> good. Good luck. That, of course, was Thriller from the album Thriller by a man named Michael Jackson, who at that point in time, when the song came out, was the single largest pop star on the face of the earth and maybe the biggest thing anyone had seen since the Beatles. And I'm not sure we've seen anything quite that big since. He was a big darn deal. He was a, he was a ridiculously big deal. Yeah, it's kind of hard to measure music celebrity nowadays. It is. Because well, it, it, there's just so many different channels well, to it's have dil- access. It's, it's diluted. And there's that, too. Yeah. So, anyway. Because I was like thinking, was Taylor Swift considered that big? But she, She's a huge deal. Yeah. No question. But, but uh, she's, level, she's, not, she's not, not Michael Jackson. No. You know? There, there were, I mean, well. I, <laughs> Adele. I, I just about launched into an entire thing about 80s superstardom, and we just don't need to no, talk we, about We don't have that, that time. Yeah. You need 20 minutes to go watch Thriller. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, that was Thriller. And uh, what's what do we got next? Helter Skelter. Oh, okay. So you uh, you were asking me, uh, Rich. Rich, why is Helter Skelter such a scary song? Well, Corey, let me tell you. Was I asking you that? No, I'm okay. just. 
I don't want to. I don't, I don't got, want, we've done enough of these shows. You got to roll with me a little. Well, I, I, I don't mind playing a role once in a while, but I don't want to seem daft. Like I'm a pretty well-educated person. You are, and so. I and I, I, Rich, I, I will always acknowledge that. What's what's helter skelter? I just need you to set me up, yeah. dude. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, you set yourself up on that. Well, right. <laughs> I just need you to support. I'll just be that. in the corner with Patrick, the ghost, <laughs> uh, and Charles Manson, who is yes. uh, uh, the the reason Helter Skelter is such a scary song. This is a this is the song that essentially, I, I don't want to say inspired uh, Manson to uh, have his followers go commit all those murders, but but this uh, got mixed up in the madness of Charles Manson. He listened to the White Album and truly believed he heard the Beatles communicating with him. Um, they were going to, uh, the Manson family was uh, in this little compound on the uh, like way outside of Los Angeles, and they were going to start a race war and like watch the entire country kill itself and then when it was over they were going to just sort of emerge from from their compound and and uh uh just sort of take over what was left which if that's not crazy enough right yeah well charlie thought that uh, the beatles were giving him messages about how to do this through the song helter skelter uh so it was it was helter skelter that uh told charles manson to tell his followers to go kill the labiancas and then go after uh, Roman Polanski and his wife. And Roman Polanski wasn't at home. Sharon Tate. Right. Sharon Tate was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway. Who was I just reading about recently that was also supposed to be with Sharon Tate that night? And there's someone who's still alive. I can't remember who now. Robert Wagner. No. He, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was tanning by the poolside. <laughs> no, I can't. No, he, he was too busy plotting to kill his other wife. Yeah. <sighs> I can't. It doesn't matter. But I just read like in the last week actually about this. Is that, that right? Uh, apparently, someone who's still around I, was I, supposed to be there and that, then that, didn't make it. That, that rings night. a bell with me too. I don't. Know. Have it you says, ever? Have you ever seen? Um, uh, this is way off topic. Have you ever seen uh, the Tarantino movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I have. I love that. I mean, movie. It's not that off topic. <laughs> I love that movie. Tarantino. One of the things I really enjoy about Tarantino is that I've now seen him make two like historically basically historically based movies and this and jackie brown no yes that <laughs> jackie joking. brown uh it, it, this and uh um inglorious bastards and he every time both times he has uh changed history using the same instrument yeah yeah anyway that's uh, that's all i've got to say about that helter skelter is such a loaded title too like i think it just elicits so many feelings now and obviously for the reasons you just stated there's so much backstory to it and it just has this grimy feel to it. Just sounds grimy, and then right. you listen to the song, it feels grimy. Right. You know, I, I've always kind of wondered what what it was like in 1968 just to hear that song as it was, and like not have any mm-hmm. of the stuff connected to it, and just think, like, to just I can't judge this song on its own. I like the song very much, but I can't judge the song just on its own merits, and I've never been able to because I've all I knew the story of Helter Skelter before I knew the song. Sure, you know, so, and I believe I suggested including it here, but. You had included in your Halloween show you did last year, correct? Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago. So, what was yeah. your reasoning for that? Uh, it, because it's it's creepy. Just, it's just <laughs> it's bad cre- juju it, with it. Yeah, it's creepy, and it, it's associated with uh, the Mansons and all that scary stuff. Yeah, which you know, slasher and murder is a big mm-hmm. part of Halloween. Not that we're endorsing it. No, but. no, no. In fact, it, it, we we condemn slashers and murderers. And I guess we didn't really set this up, you know, thirty minutes ago when we started the show. 
uh, there's going to be a lot of representation, not just in our song choice, but kind of like the different facets of Halloween. Oh yeah, you have the sp- you have like the horrific stuff, yep. right? Yeah, you have the spooky stuff, yep. you have the macabre, you have the silly stuff, yep. the fun stuff. Yep. Because uh, Halloween's really something for everyone, it even is. those who like you don't participate anymore. And I, you know, I'm gonna, I know, I'm gonna poke I you know. here a little well, bit. You're you gonna know, be the bear. You, you are. You are. Um, it, it's not. It's not a. It's. You're not wrong. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll acknowledge that. Well, I appreciate that. You I know? hardly ever am. Just ask my wife. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, so, so I wanted to bring it back because I, I, I think it has a place on this. Like it, you know, you think of like the Rob Zombie horror movies now. Like that, how, as far as horror, you, you you say you like macabre. How are you with gore? Well, I, I'm not crazy about it. I don't like gore. No, so like I was in college or high college i think when saw came out uh, and i thought that was a really good movie because it was well constructed mm-hmm. it had you know without spoiling anything even though it's been out for 18 yeah, years yeah, yeah. um good twist right really more psychological i mean there's some of the gore but then like after that they elevated it where it just became about how they could creatively kill people and then right. you had the hostels come out right. although i contend hostel three overall a terrible movie but what makes that movie interesting is that it does it from the perspective of the killers. I don't know if you're familiar with Hostel. I've not seen it. Basically, people get kidnapped in Eastern Europe, and they Mm -hmm. get tortured by people who pay to torture people. Okay. So the third movie's from the perspective of the rich people who are torturing people for their own joy. Interesting. So it's kind of like Wicked, but for horror people. Right, 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 right. Um, So I I don't like, I don't want to use the term because it's a gross term, but the torture, there's a word that follows that, but like just the... About the gruesome stuff. I'll say it. It's torture porn. Yeah, I don't it want is. to say it. I'm yeah. Well, you, you're, you're on the... This is Corey Butler yeah, 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 of yeah, the yeah, Northwood yeah. School Board, for God's sake. So. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I like... I was telling you, I, like, I'm revisiting Tales from the Crypt. I'm, I'm on the last season, which is a bad season. But yeah. I like anthology, short story stuff. I'm rewatching Are You Afraid of the Dark? I've mm-hmm. rewatched Goosebumps. I like some of the kids stuff, like yep. uh, Boo Fest, Curious George. Really well done. Nice. I like those things. Um you ever Pocus seen, Pocus. I've never seen a single episode of The Simpsons. Uh, Treehouse, Treehouse of Horror. Treehouse of Horror. Good, good yeah. stuff. So I don't mind horror stuff. Like I like Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm yep. Street, Scream, which we opened the show with. Yep. Just too much. And I, you know, the ghost stuff I think has to be well done. I think it, you know, Hollywood's all about beating something to the ground. So it's hard when something catches fire. Right. Like, possession movies in the last decade or two and there's like 50 <laughs> off right you know right. Uh, and none of them are scary as the original exorcist no no and i've gone back and kind of watched some more of the more of the original you know i shouldn't say yeah. original but like the classic stuff yeah. um but i like the universal classic monsters the, yeah. the mummy the frankenstein yeah. yeah. invisible yeah. man dracula texas chainsaw massacre like never, never seen texas chainsaw that's massacre. to me like the most frightening because that can happen yeah. like i can watch friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street right. and enjoy it i don't get really scared by it because it's made up i know right. that i'm never gonna right. be hunted in my dreams Texas Chainsaw Massacre happens. <laughs> it does. It's people who scare me the most, right, not right, the fantastical right. well, that's why things that could that's happen. That's why The Handmaid's Tale is so scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so those things always get me way more because I know that does happen and can happen. Yeah. You know, when I've driven through northern Minnesota and haven't seen a house for a few miles, I'm just waiting for someone to shoot my tire out, right, right kind of thing. Right. Oh, not that I'm paranoid, but oh, okay. those are the true horror stories, the Ed Gein <laughs> type stuff. Oh, and if you, what is it about Wisconsin, man? Ed Gein. We better be careful. And Tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. Anyway, all right. Uh, this is, but this is well, not the Beatles that yeah, we're we need. Play to, yeah, yeah, we should tee that up a little bit. So I decided to go with Oasis. Oasis, as you know, one of your I have favorite an affinity bands. for. So 
I would be interested, and in, maybe there is a copy out there. The official Helter Skelter version from Oasis has Noel on vocals. Oh, oh really? But most people prefer Liam. Yep. Who's the, the legit lead singer? Actually, I, 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 I kind of like to listen to Noel sing better. Yeah, Noel, Noel's really gotten to be a good singer. Yeah. You know, he does a lot of his own, you know, he's has his own band now. These are, of course, the, the, the Gallagher brothers. The Gallagher brothers, yes. yes. The fame, infamous yeah, Gallagher yeah. brothers who. And not the Gallagher's from, from the Showtime movie Shameless, but Gallagher's from. Sure. Yeah. Or, or not the Gallagher's who fight, fought over who could use a giant mallet to smash a watermelon. Exactly. Oh, that's, yeah. oh my gosh. That's, so many yeah. famous Gallagher's now. But it'd be. I'm sure Liam's done a version of this. Um, but yeah. obviously, Oasis was you know Beatles 2.0, and I mean that in all respect. I know a lot of people. I, I've always thought Kinks 2.0, but that's a whole different. Well, there's different influences. Yeah, people yeah, always yeah. associate them most with, yeah. but they're heavily influenced by the Kinks right, as well. Right, but right. anyway, this is a uh, Helter Skelter by Oasis with Noel Gallagher on lead vocals here on 95.1 FM, The Bone. <laughs>
out with friends? Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Just a jump to the left. And then a step to the right. With your hands on your hips. into the time slip and nothing can ever be the same you'll be startled sensation like you're under That was Time Warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I told you uh, well, during the break I was going to tell you something on air that's going to blow your mind. Can't wait. I've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've not seen it in whole. I've seen lots of parts of it. Okay. But I've never sat down and watched it from beginning to end. I, I grew up in the 80s, which yeah, is a time you, you don't yeah. remember. And um, uh, they used that to when do- the actor was the president? <laughs> <laughs> and somehow a much better president than anything we've seen for a while around here. Um, wow, that just made me sound like a Republican, didn't it? 
I it don't is, mean to, I don't mean a spooky night. Right? I don't I don't mean to sound like a Republican, nor do I mean to sound like a Democrat, because be, be, because because uh, Halloween on the Canyon Canyon Halloween on the Canyon is a bipartisan show. You're killing it. I know. You know what made me think of? Uh uh-uh. uh. So now we're on the third tangent of this opening say or this segment. We were talking about the '90s earlier, and I think we'll come back to it at some point. But you're talking about Seinfeld, Friends. Yeah. So the Seinfeld thing being. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right, right. Yeah. right. Oh, I just sound like a Republican. Not oh, not that I don't want to sound like a Republican. <laughs> exactly. Not there's anything wrong with that. So anyway, sorry. I just Corey Butler of the Northfield School Board. This is there. where my brain goes. Yeah. Well, you're the one, you know, uh, putting yourself out there right now. Anyway, so uh, the, uh, the, the late, great uh, Uptown Theater. I can't believe they closed that. It just, I'm, I'm still. I'm, they used I'm, to do I'm, it every year, right? Yeah. Well, every, every Saturday. Because I used to live up there. And I used every to. Saturday at midnight. Yeah. Uh, it was rocky. Oh, that's right. Yeah, every I, Saturday. I yeah. used to go every Friday at midnight when they would play "Stop Making Sense" by the Talking Heads. That was that wasn't anywhere near as well attended, and I loved it. It was so it was it was a ton of fun. I never made it to Uptown. I went to Lagoon though. Uh, Uptown, Uptown, kind of, Uptown was just wonderful. I'm still grieving for the loss of that theater. Anyway, but I never went to Rocky Horror because I never wanted the first newbie experience. I didn't want to like be have stuff thrown at me and all that so you don't want to participate exactly well you know i need to ease into these things a little bit you know and i just i i didn't want that but i think that's a great point because what i was going to bring up is i think there's largely two camps of people when it comes to rocky horror is that people are obsessed fanatics about it or they don't give two rips about it right and i feel i've actually fall somewhere in the middle i I enjoy the music i hear yeah I they did the they did the Fox special a couple of years ago and I saw a couple of clips from that yeah. but it wasn't it didn't interest right. me enough to watch the whole thing I would rather just go watch Tim Curry right um, so I but I feel like people are either all about it or okay doesn't even enter their life I I'm, I'm gonna ask a question here I don't know the answer and you might have to you might have to look this up while we're talking I'm just gonna um, do you know do, do we know who wrote the music for Rocky Horror like who wrote Time Warp and I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. I know that Meatloaf is in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? Yes. That song to me sounds like a song that was written by a guy named Jim Steinman, who was uh, Meatloaf's collaborator, and like he was the guy that that wrote all of that music for all of Meatloaf music. And that sounds like a Jim Steinman song to me. So what what uh, what are you coming? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm still okay. internet's not working. The so. internet's not working. So we'll go. We'll effort that and yeah. get back to you folks later because we don't know. The uh, the Wi-Fi on KYM in, K- in the KYMN studios has been a little wonky lately, and it's uh, mildly upsetting. Anyway, and now it's cost me money because I'm using data. Don't use data. We'll just figure. We'll go no, back to my I'm office and, 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 and and we'll just move on. It's okay uh, because we can talk about maybe the creepiest. Uh, well, not the creepiest rock star of all time, but possibly. You know, if 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 you if you were to remove mm-hmm. like the murders. And all of that stuff, um, this guy you could you could make the case was the the Charles Manson of rock stars because Jim Morrison had that kind of personality and uh, like a cult of personality. He just he he was weird, and people would follow him anywhere. And I think that following exists still today uh, for a lot of people. I remember it being does. you know I was exposed to a lot of music in my youth, but The Doors was not one that I was really that exposed yeah. to. Yeah. But I very I have very vivid memories of one girl in my sophomore year. So this would have been like early two thousands. Yeah. 
who wore Jim Morrison like R.I.P. Well, it wasn't R.I.P. But it was a, like a picture of him with his shirt off, right? Right. The, the, the one with, the, with his with his arms out. Yeah, the very and famous wore it one, constantly. Yeah, and it just <laughs> seared into my brain. But then I get around to like listening, like I've said multiple times in mm-hmm. our various shows. Like I get around to actually listen to some music. I'm yeah. like, oh, I, okay, it's good. I wish I would have found this sooner. And this is right. a great song. I to could have go, on I, list. I could go on about the Doors forever, but I really I want to talk about this song. Um, again, back in this wonderful time called the '80s, um, there was a movie in about 1986 called The Lost Boys, yeah. which was about a uh, a, a band of uh, rogue vampires in Southern California. And, which the premise sounds way worse than the movie actually. The movie's actually pretty good, uh, and the, but but what what I remember most about the Lost Boys was the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and Echo and the Bunnymen did this song, and when we started putting this show together, I thought, oh, I'm going to go get that Echo Bunnymen version of People Are Strange, and I listened to it. I hadn't heard it in a long time, and I thought, well, that's good, but and I went and listened to this version, the original, and psychedelic dude. No, dude, this thing, th- this is the perfect song. The, the Doors version, the original version yeah. of People Are Strange is the perfect song for Halloween. I love the melody of it. The I lyrics are good. I mean, it's not a very long song either, no. so it does a lot in a very short amount of time. And it, and it, like the, 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 uh, the piano's just a little bit off key, so it's got that haunted little gin joint thing going on in there too. I just, I love this song. So as I lean into the Tales from the Crypt, Crypt Keeper puns, this is one I've used in my life before, because you mentioned Lost Boys. Creeper Sutherland. <laughs> Creeper, <laughs> Creeper Sutherland. Sutherland, of course. Audience, Creeper Sutherland. Real quick before we go back to the song, I, yeah. I got internet now. Who okay. are you saying did Time Warp? Jim Steinman. I'm, I'm asking if Jim Steinman wrote Time Warp. It says Richard O'Brien wrote it. No, not Jim Steinman. Okay. From 19, this is from their first album from 1967. This is The Doors with People Are Strange on 95.1 KYMN, The School Board. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly. When you're alone, women seem wicked. When you're unwanted, streets are uneven. When you're down, when you're strained, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange. When you're a stranger, faces look ugly. When you're alone, women seem wicked. When you're unwanted, streets are uneven. When you're down. Your name 
let her get away, Mommy. Don't let her live. I won't, Jason. I won't.
Now, uh, that was uh, that was Dokken with uh, Into the Fire, a song that uh, Corey, you uh, had had wanted to put in this thing. And, and when you when you suggested, I was like, oh, really? But you know. <laughs> You know what? That's a really good song. And not only that, not uh, not only do I think it's a pretty good song, I recognized it. I'm not a huge Dockin, Dockin guy, fan. But yeah. I saw Dockin play that song. I, I, I went to the uh, the Monsters of Rock show in 1988, which you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, I do. And and, and it, it, it's a much, much longer story, but my my partner on, on the weekly list, Dan Moyer, and I went together, and we, we missed Metallica. Mm. It just it too like I've never. I've Who were they then? They they were the best rock band in the world then, and and like twelve people know about them. You're right. Actually, that's 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 not true. There was there. Did they, they, they break were, out in like '89? This was just before they broke out, yeah. and a lot of people knew who Metallica was, okay. but a lot of people yeah, had people on the scene. Knew a lot of people were. hadn't heard Metallica, and Dan and I were super. Well, anyway, I just I, I I've never gotten over it. Anyway. I saw Doc and play that song. That's what. I, that's all I'm trying to well, say. Well, I was going to throw you a softball and say, Rich, do you know what decade that song was from? Because <laughs> I think a lot of songs are good about living in the time they're from, and that song uh, screams '80s. There's, there, that's one of the more '80s songs you will ever hear with yeah. the with the squeaking guitar and the uh, the 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 heavily produced vocals. And uh, but you know, Don Doc and George Lynch, they made a they made a mighty good team there for a little while. We should clarify, uh, Mr. Dockin. No relation, as far as we know, to Rice County Commissioner Jeff Dockin or, or, or the yeah. larger Dockin family. Exactly. Uh, this Dockin has a know. double K. Yeah. Well, whereas the locals are CK. I'm I'm a little. Uh, I'm pretty sure that double K was for effect. I don't know. I looked it up the other day. Oh, is that right? I think because if if anything, I'd change Donald before Dockin. <laughs> yeah. Not that Donald's an awful name, but Donald Dockin. No, yeah, Donald is, it, well, Donald's a terrible name, but oh, no offense to the Donald's out there. Okay, Jerry. But, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything. But Don Dockin has nice, it, 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 that, that's, almost, that's almost a rock star name, Don Dockin. For yeah, the time, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Do you know why I included this song? Because I'm going to rub my temples. Yeah, as you are. And I'm going to guess that it was in a movie. It was. Yeah. What decade do you think that movie was? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it was a, a, a movie about a guy who kills you in your sleep. Yeah, so this song was originally released in 1984 on the Tooth & Nail album, and then was used three years later in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Part three, Dream Warriors. So it's not heavily featured, but it opens the movie on the radio. So it's played in the background. And then in that movie, and you've got a, a face going. I'll let you say what you want to say. You just reminded me. Yeah, Dokken did the uh, the theme song, Dream Warriors. For Dream Warriors. Yeah, which yes. I considered including this, but I prefer the sound of Into the Fire because yeah. it's just a raging song that I love. So Into the Fire, I mean, Freddy Krueger is all about fire and all that stuff. So they actually cleverly, I mean, maybe not that cleverly, but they open the movie with someone listening on the radio, and the song is playing on the radio. Right. So it's kind of fun that. Within the movie, Dawkins a thing, but then they yeah, play the song yeah. that's like in the background, little, little inner ball, there, yeah, yeah, little so, meta, yeah. So good for Dawkins. I'm sure they had they, a good good payday for that. They, they, they had a nice three year run. And then this song kind of came more relevance to me recently in the last couple of years. And there's a nice Halloween connection here. Uh, are you familiar with the National Wrestling Alliance? Uh, the National Wrestling, the NWA, the NWA. 
Oh, the NWA. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I am because uh, Kerry Von Erich was once the uh, the heavyweight champion of the NWA when I was a kid. Yeah. So before WWF became the big thing in the mid '80s with the rock and wrestling and took over the world, there used to be regional promotions. Yep. We had the AWA in yep. Minnesota. There was, you know, the Jim Crockett promotions in the Southeast. There was just regional wrestling yeah. facilities yeah. or uh, product uh, promotions. They were all part of the NWA. It was in, like an agreement, an alliance. Well, that's kind of gone away, and it kind of became just its own individual um, promotion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I don't want to say risen in prominence in recent years, but it was purchased, I think, in 2017 by one Billy Corgan of the Smashing you Pumpkins. you got to be kidding me. I didn't know that. Billy Corgan owns the NWA now. Could, and, I think he probably, what, is he owner just to tell people he owns the NWA? Well, he's a huge wrestling fan, for one. Uh, so he bought it, because I'm sure like a lot of people of his age grew up watching you know, wrestling in the southeast or northeast that wasn't WWF flavored. Wow, that's a, Billy Corkin's a Chicago guy. He should be an AWA guy. But AWA was part of the NWA. WA, NWA was like a network of wrestling promotions oh, that I worked thought, together. I thought NWA was like like southeast and Texas based. It was all across the country. Okay, AWA worked with the NWA. There was um, promotions in California and the Northwest. Okay. And all, right. all right. Basically, WWF was northeast, and the rest of the yeah. country worked yeah. together as part of the AWA. And that's like Ric Flair when he was world champion right. would travel from you know North Carolina to Texas to California and be wrestling 7 days a week right right, right? or whoever the cha- Dusty Rhodes right. whoever the champion was so right. it, uh, the NWA used to be a huge deal and then it kind of folded into WCW in the early 90s when Ted Turner yep. started his own promotion and basically took over the southern market right. as WWF kind of took over the rest of the country right, and so right, on so right. anyway NWA went away for a long time and kind of continued as like a small indie independent promotion Billy bought it in 2017 and in 2019 launched a weekly youtube show really called nwa power and the theme song of that into the fire into the fire that's fantastic so it kind of came back on my radar a couple of years ago i mean, i'd heard it before but hadn't really you know why would i be thinking about docking right but in the last couple of years it's kind of come up because they had this weekly youtube wrestling show and into the fire was on it and boy does it work so well with like wrestling montage <laughs> that's great much like you that's know great. horror so i haven't uh, i haven't paid attention to wrestling since i was 14 years old so th- thank you for bringing me up to speed on oh that. You're, yeah. you're welcome right. well i i do want to say we're not really recognizing the clips in between songs but oh yeah I, I find it very appropriate that you placed the friday the 13th clip ahead of nightmare on elm street because they're the two largest arguably ever but definitely of the 80s right. horror well there's franchise there's one more franchise that you know we don't even reference at all in this show we don't we there, we've got nothing from halloween on this show yeah which is really sad but that was frankly to me halloween of the three big 80s franchises halloween friday the 13th nightmare on elm street halloween is the biggest one yeah, I think there's good arguments about Although that. Although right? Halloween came, what, came, came, came in out the 70s. 78. And a lot of people don't care for it beyond the first one anyway because they changed it a little bit and it just weakened like a lot of them. Whereas like well, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th grew in popularity. Friday the 13th, the first two were pretty good. Uh, after that, it loses me. Nightmare on Elm Street loses me after the first one. Oh, well, you know, he kind of leans into more of the dark humor because and it changes. It's actually something we were, we were, we were talking about. Uh, and actually, this is something I talk about in the movie Scream. With the sequels, like what happens is the body counts rise right, and, and, right. and the gore factor rises yeah. as well. And I just, you know, that's just, you have to top it, right? Yeah, exactly. Same thing I said about Saw. Yeah, exactly. And so by the time you get to it, the end of, of uh, Friday the 13th, 
Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. It's just a blood fest, and I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm not into that. It's so. all about the creative kills. Yes. Johnny Depp though got killed in the first one. I know he did, but Friday with, with some fantastically uh, 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 air blown hair. Yeah, well, and practical effects, which age so much better than a lot of the yes. terrible digital stuff yes. like that's even being used in recent years. Like, if you can do it, pra- and that's why I love like ha- it's kind of a tangent. Haunted houses. I love the creativity, the details, the effort, the artistic approach to like setting up these scenes. I much more appreciate movies that rely on those practical effects, right? Than doing cgi right. blood or whatever you know i told you i had a story about the the, the haunted house of the state fair this might be a good time to, to tell that story and i have one too but before we get to that i don't want to lose the thread between friday the 13th oh, okay. and Elm Street. so there's always confusion over the noise in the background that famous noise you want to yeah and you're not wrong that's what a lot of people think it is and i think technically you could argue it is but the word is that it's actually ma 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 and you know why it's kill 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 oh kill 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 interesting but you listen to it and it sounds i don't know if that's that's i don't know if it's an urban legend or if it's been proven or if someone related to the movie originally said no this is what we're going for and just got messed up in sound but anyway we're going to come back to the haunted house story so i want to keep this thing moving uh next song is by a again going back to the 80s I, sorry, it's where I live for this. A lot of this stuff. Um, th- th- this actually was a um, a. This guy Walter Egan is considered a one hit wonder um, with a song called Mag- Mag- uh, "Magnet and Steel," right? Which was like a late seventies mild hit. He's not even remembered for this song, even though it was a top forty hit. Because I remember listening to it on the radio, and like this is where I learned the word lycanthropy. <laughs> anyway, this is a uh, a silly 80s pop song about life as a werewolf. I like the chorus. Yeah. Good chorus. Full Moon Fire on 95.1 KYMN, the one.
That's a guy named Rockwell from 1984 with a song called Somebody's Watching Me. Um, Rockwell, I don't remember Rockwell's first name or, or his like real name, but I know his dad's name is Barry Gordy Jr., who who, who is the man who uh, founded Motown. One of my uh, favorite people in the world, at least for his business stuff <laughs> I, I, I he's one of my favorite people in the world for the music he gives you know my that's what i'm saying yeah. my, my my uh my biggest disappointment of the summer flat this out summer of all this, this past no not all summer but <laughs> lord no this past summer i was in uh middle, oh, yes, middle of july yes. i was i was in detroit and uh i had i had like 48 hours in detroit i was going to see two twins games and there was enough time mm-hmm. in uh, on, on that sunday morning where I was going to be able to go to the Motown Museum. Hitsville, dude. USA. And they've got a whole thing in the Motown. It's the 50th anniversary of What's Going On by Marvin Gaye right now. And mm-hmm. I was going to be able to see this, the whole thing. Drought. Everywhere else in the country, except for Detroit, where there was so much rain that the Motown Museum was flooded and closed. Oh, boy. It just oh, it hurt me. That would be the me. only two reasons I'd ever go to Detroit. One for Motown. There are there are two plen- for Detroit pizza. There are I had Detroit some I pizza. had some Detroit pizza actually. Yeah. I talked to I talked to some of the locals and they directed me to this. Oh. I can't remember the place, but it's it the way a, to do it. it Find you, the locals. Did you ever uh, try Rocky Rococo's pizza? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. basically what Detroit pizza right. is. No, I love Detroit style pizza. Yeah, it's great. It was really good. Anyway, uh, so um, the the other thing I was going to say about that uh, that song, first time I heard it on the radio. Um, I'm listening, going. That can't possibly be Michael Jackson. Who's the guy who's singing like Michael? Ja- it turns out it's Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson because this is Barry Gordy's son, and Barry Gordy called in a favor right. and got Michael to come and sing the chorus on his son's one hit. Do you know who Kennedy William Gordy is? Kennedy William is that Rockwell? That's Rockwell. That's Rockwell. <laughs> you got that. And I was gonna say there is a famous person who sings in this song by the name of Jermaine Jackson. And his younger brother, Michael, also joins Oh, that's hilarious. Jermaine does backing vocals on this song, too. Who's watching? Which nobody cares about. But nobody I, cares. I've loved this song for as long as I remember hearing it. Um, I don't think it was originally intended to be a Halloween song, per se, but they oh. went back and did the video and they made it, it very... It always... It's always been... A, yeah. Like, like it, yeah, from I mean, It's the, got the stalkerish vibe. From... from, from, it, right? from, from I, like, I think, in fact, the I think... I didn't even hear this on the radio first. I think the first time I heard the song was watching the video on MTV. Yeah. And I, they were it, it was a, it was a spooky. They were trying to make it the spooky. video for sure, but I think that came sometime after the song was released. I don't remember that. I felt I, like I read this years ago, and I could be wrong. I, where... I I would I would disagree with whoever wrote it because you know back in those days the video and the and yeah. And, I mean, the in time. fact, quite often, um, you know, listening to W L O L nine and nine and a half almost perfect radio in the Twin Cities in the eighties almost perfect. Uh, quite often. Uh, a hit on MTV would predate it actually making it onto the WLL playlist. Sure, um, and and but but not always. And I feel like uh, this one hit about the same time. But I wondered with an unproven new artist, would that still be the same process? No, because this isn't this isn't any unproven new artist. This I get is that. A, this I is a, that. this is a guy that Motown Music was going royalty. to put all of their money behind. Not that Motown was lighting up in the eighties anymore. Well, but they, I mean, you know what? In the early '80s, especially, um, you know, the Commodores were still a thing, and, and yeah. Lionel Richie was on was on Motown. Fair. Uh, they were they were doing okay. Temptation still had Standing on the Top of the Mountain. Well, and Shooter Like a Lady, which came in the late '80s. I'm Lionel Temptation Richie was guy. was was on Motown, and 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 they were getting some hits from Lionel Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who's still possibly dancing on the ceiling? 
<laughs> which would be spooky oh, enough to be on this what list. What a feeling. Right? What a feeling. All right, so um, we're going to move on. This is uh, this song is, in my mind, the... Uh, uh, oh, I wrote nothing about this. House Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, because I got, I got, I got this is a, this is a Bob Dylan song mm-hmm. from, I don't even think it was actually ever on one of his albums. It was one of his early recordings. Uh, this is a folk song. It's an old folk song that uh, is about a, uh, a woman who is married to a sailor, and the sailor uh, dies at sea, and so she, uh, she gets married, uh, gets remarried to a house carpenter, and they have a family, and then one day the uh, the ghost of the sailor comes back to reclaim his wife. Reclaim, reclaim. <laughs> and uh, it's actually it's like a it, I mean, this feels like a, an Irish sea shanty a little yeah. bit. I mean it's a, it's 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 uh, anyway. This is from like 1960. Bob was probably on the reefer then. <laughs> was <laughs> well then I mean I mean. <laughs> I, <laughs> From the moment he got to Minneapolis in 1958, yeah. I just like saying the reefer. I I, I know this song because it was on the the first uh, edition of the the bootleg series. Uh, So this is, I first heard this song in about 1991, I think. Anyway, this is Bob Dylan with House Carpenter on on 1991, on 95.1 KYMN, the one. Here's a story about a ghost come back from out in the sea come to take his bride away from the house carpenter. Well, Matt, well, met my old true love. Well, Matt, well, met crouch. I've just returned from the salt, salt sea, and it's all for the love of thee. I could have married a king's daughter there. She would have married me. But I have the sick and my king's daughter there And it's all for the love of thee Well, if you could have married a king's daughter there I'm sure you're the one to blame I am married to a house carpenter And I'm sure he's a fine young man Forsake, forsake your house carpenter And come away with me I'll take you to where the green grass grows On the shores of sunny Italy So up she picked her babies three And give them kisses one, two, three and take good care of your daddy when I'm gone And keep him good company Well, they were sailing about two weeks I'm sure it was not three When the younger of the girls She came on deck saying What's company? Well, are you weeping for your house and home? Oh, are you weeping for your bee? 
And I'm not weeping for my house carpenter I'm weeping for my baby's three Oh, what are those hills yonder, my love? They look as white as snow Those are the hills of heaven, my love You and I'll never know What are those hills yonder, my love? They look as dark as night Those are the hills of hellfire, my love You and I will unite Oh, twice around with the galley ship I'm sure it was not three When the ship all of a sudden it sprung a leak And it drifted to the bottom of the sea Come and I 
Welcome back to Halloween on the Canon here on 95.1 KYMN, the one in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. My name is Rich Larson. He is Corey Butler of the Northfield School Board. And that was Dave Matthews, the Dave Matthews band from their album Crash uh, with Halloween. <laughs> I, I love Dave Matthews and I don't care what anyone else says. I, I love the Dave Matthews band. So when I was in high school, my introduction to Dave Matthews was my friend's dad was a huge Dave Matthews fr- uh, fan. And I remember him going to Colorado, I think, to Red Rock for concerts. Red Rock, Tim. It became known to me at some point why he was going to Colorado for the concerts. <laughs> That's so, hilarious. But I appreciate a lot of Dave Matthews songs. Um, Crash, probably the most famous one, yeah. at least for me. 
Uh, because of its inclusion and in, inclusion in Joe that Dirt. Wasn't, that wasn't from Crash. That was from Beyond These Crowded Streets. Because that that's earlier, right? Uh, no, like, well, it, it, the first three albums are, are Under the Table and Dreaming Crash and Beyond These Crowded Streets. Yes. But this song originates from the early 90s? Uh, yeah, yeah, 93. And Crash came out like 97? No, 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 90. Uh, I take it back. Under the tra- Table and Dreaming was 94, maybe. Oh. Crash was like 96, and this was the third album. So this was like 98. Okay. Yeah. But I think when I was reading about this song, it floated around for a oh, well, yeah, be, well, before be, officially been an album. Right, and yeah, you were yeah. Talking a little bit about, about yeah. why. Like yeah, the I mean, definitive Dave Matthew versions are the live versions. Well, you, not you, 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 don't, you don't listen to the albums. You, you, you pick up the bootlegs or you listen to the like 8 million live albums they've put out, or you just you go see them. Which is which is the, really the way to do it? Yeah, and, and reading about this song specifically, which was I don't know if you said it was called Halloween. Halloween, appropriate enough. Yeah. That there are multiple versions of the song. Like right. I'm sure for many of his songs, and the definitive version I think is a live version that's like 12 minutes long. The definitive version is in the eye of the beholder. Everyone's mm-hmm. got their favorite. Sure. It, it, very much like the dead. Everyone's got their favorite version. Mm-hmm. The Grateful Dead. Everyone's got their favorite version of everything. Um, there was a, a you. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You, you no, no. I just this. I kept thinking about how we missed the mark by not having the dead on here. Yeah, we. <laughs> anyway, um, you know there will be other, uh, there will be other shows. Um, Save them for Valentine's Day, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which after Christmas, I'm sure will be our next, uh, our, our, our next. Special. It's gotta be that or St. Patrick's Day. Oh my goodness, I hadn't thought about that. Mm. Oh, now that's something to think about. Anyway, uh, there was another song that I had, uh, I, I would really have liked to have used because when I first heard the song, a song called Don't Drink the Water, um, to me, that song was about um, someone who had moved into a haunted house and, and like the ghost was telling them to you know, get out, basically. Uh, friendly ghost. But as, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, poltergeist style ghost. But actually, as it turns out, it's a, it's a whole, um, the song is a whole thing about um, white people encroaching on Na- Native American land. And oh. So, so I, I, I like for you, typical white person, I just totally misinterpreted the song. And, and anyway. I have to be older. Well, real quick on this song, what I read, because you said you didn't really understand the genesis of this, yeah. but you've heard many oh, versions I, I, of it. Yeah. And again, just like you said, interpretation mm-hmm. can be left up to the person. Mm-hmm. But allegedly, the internet tells me that initially the song was about a past lover. The main character is frustrated because he can't control the subject of the song, the woman he desires. This infuriates him to the point where he decides to infiltrate her dreams, infiltrate her dreams, ultimately making her life a nightmare. Oh. So does that change it for you at all? I probably won't listen to that song again. It sounds really <laughs> stalker creepy now. <laughs> it's Freddy Kruegerish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Well, and like we said, stalking. Yeah, yeah it's part of Halloween too. It, it, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not endorsing it. Well, it's the helter skelter thing, right? Yeah. Just just to be sure, we do not <laughs> we do not uh, <laughs> endorse stalking, murder, uh, um, um, you know, coming back from the dead to reclaim your wife, yeah. um, drowning, general witchcraft, torture. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, we don't endorse any of that. In we fact, just delight we, in other people's. We, we, I will, I will, I will, I will solidly condemn those things. Also, you condemned Detroit. I want to stick up for Detroit for a second and, I and, mean, and say I, I condemns a strong. There word. are good it's, people in Detroit. I can, I can speak to that. I had a really good weekend in Detroit in in, in July. Condemns a strong word by saying I have no interest going somewhere does not mean it's a bad place. It's just my personal opinion. It, it is. I'd a, like to go for Motown and pizza, and really, that's a good list to be it on. It is an underrated town. Anyway, thank you, Michael Moore. Yeah. 
Uh, well, as long oh, as we're talking yeah. about Halloween, because it's yeah, Halloween, right? Right. I'm curious, what candy are you getting to hand out for tomorrow? Um, well, <laughs> paint me in a quarter. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be the house that's giving away the Mounds of the Elm and Joy. I'll be there. No, I because I, that, that's I, I hate the Mounds of the Elm and Joy. That was always the joke when we were kids. Like, oh, it's ah, those are like my favorites. Yeah, I like love coconut. That, like you had the Mounds of the Elm and Joy. That was because people didn't want them coming around to your house. I, yeah, I, Manny Dinah's weird. Oh, yeah. Well, we, I was always, but you know, like it's a diner, right? Like I was always looking for the houses that gave away like the full size Hershey's bars and stuff like that, which never happened. Or the high C pouches. That was the big thing in the nineties for us. High C pouches. Yeah. Ooh, I don't really, I was, that was before my time, man. After your time, before your time as a parent, you're saying I was in between my I mean, times. This is the nineties. Yes. So it was the... in, I, I, I became a parent. Well, I stopped, I stopped. When did I stop trick or treating? When, I was, <laughs> when when did I stop being a parent? <laughs> well, I never. <laughs> uh, I got twenty eight and twenty five. I'm still dead. Uh, I stopped probably trick or treating in nineteen seventy nine. Became a parent in nineteen ninety three, which means my first trick or treating was probably nineteen ninety five. So in, in between that yeah. time, yes, yeah, I see, man. Yeah, anyway. or a toothbrush. You always love that neighbor that gave out the toothbrush. Toothbrush, or or uh, um, oh, he, he, the one the one that always killed me. I, I don't know if this was a thing when you were a kid, but um, when I was in Sunday school, right? Because I, there actually was a time when I I, I did go to church. Um, Shalom. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my Sunday school was always trying to encourage us to to go trick or treating for UNICEF. <laughs> so. Forgo the uh, forgo the candy and go ask people for quarters and nickels to save the hungry children of the world. Always and, an angle. And let me tell you something. Uh, I didn't even go. That wasn't even a Catholic church, and I felt guilty as heck. You know, it's almost like that's by design. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Did, Not that were, there's anything wrong with were that. You, <laughs> were you ever encouraged to uh, trick or treat for UNICEF? Was that a thing by the time you were trick or treating? Can't say it was. Yeah, yeah I may have not been going to the right parties uh, well, beforehand. Edina though. was a weird place, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Was. Anyway, speaking of weird things, let's talk about Phyllis Diller. Oh yeah, I'm out of order here. <laughs> yeah, Phyllis Diller is definitely a, a weird one. Uh, comedic genius, obviously. Oh but, no question. Uh, this was. I know you're not super hyped about this inclusion, but I had to get my Rankin Bass Phil on the I, show. I, I do. I do feel like we need to keep the Rankin Bass thing going. I mean, eventually we're probably going to run off uh, things that at least somewhat make sense, but. This is from, uh, I guess, a cult classic at this point. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mad Monster Party, question mark, <laughs> uh, is actually the title. and It's from 1967. It was a movie by Rankin Bass. actually released, Like a feature film? Yeah, released no in the theaters. I remember seeing it on TV when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, it eventually got to TV, and now, yeah. you know, it's not like in regular play that I'm aware of. Uh-huh. I think it might be on, like, Prime and... Halloween really time, well this time uh, of year you can you can find YouTube clips all over the place clips are everywhere yeah I actually yeah. purchased the DVD I have the DVD because of course you do you've, well, got, you've got the full Rankin Bass collection I would think pretty close there's some I don't care about um little drummer boy <laughs> oh yeah part two in particular what they <laughs> made a two. sequel they made book two yeah. they made us <laughs> I don't even want to know I know we'll <laughs> save it for, we'll save it for Christmas yeah it's yeah uh, I, I love that song but the little drummer boy one? yeah yeah did I ever tell you about changing lyrics for that? And it sounds like Barack Obama. Moving on. Hot, sticking <laughs> with Halloween. With <laughs> Maybe next year we should do an election day on the cannon. Ooh. Oh, boy, Ooh. We might have to do that. All right. <laughs> All right. Is that a holiday around here? Um, we'll see. 
So, uh, Mad Monster Party. So, this was actually released in March. Again, one of those things, again, where, like I said, somebody's watching you. Wasn't maybe initially meant to be specific to something, but Mm -hmm. gets co-opted into that. Yep. So, I mean, but this movie is entirely about all the universal classic monsters. So you have right. Dracula, you have Frankenstein's monster. And it's not called that in this movie. There, there are some rights issues, so some of the characters have different, slightly oh, really? different names. Do they call, what do they call them? I think it's just, um, oh, what is it? I've, it's not the it's creature. Been, no, there is the creature, though, because they don't have, they can't get oh, the creature, creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, no, so, so I think it's just the creature. The creature. Okay. There's the war, werewolf. The Invisible right. Man. So a lot of them, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of them have the regular names, um, but they don't have fra- the rights to Frankenstein. So I think it's, I can't remember. Off the so they just created a, a green guy with the monster kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Boris Karloff is in this movie. He voices the uh, the monster uh, scientist guy who oh. created the monster. And Phil Stiller plays essentially the bride of Frankenstein right. in this. But right. I think it's the monster's wife or something i can't remember exactly off the top of my head this is not one i'm as familiar with as i would be the christmas ones sure um so this song you know there there's a you know like a lot of rankin bass they're musical Mm. features and there's multiple songs on this it's kind of a weird soundtrack yeah Um, i do like i I think you said you watched a few of the clips i sent you i do like the one with the band where there's the skeletons Yeah. yeah I consider that more than the other one. Um, I think all of these, all the music from from this plays better visually though than it does. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So just roll with us on this. One. Yeah. So yeah. Not to belabor this too much, but um, Phil Stiller, Boris Karloff were the big names in the movie, yeah. and then the voice, um, the vocals for this song, which is the opening uh, song, is Ethel Ennis, and I don't really know her from anything else. I don't mm. know if she was necessarily prominent in anything, but yeah. anyway, she's the vocalist yeah. for this. So, what year was this? 1967 oh, March yeah. came out. Okay, March of 67. So it's not technically a Halloween piece, but it's become kind of a cult classic around that time. It for ought to be. Very right. obvious reasons. Yep. All right. So here's uh, Mad, Mad Monster, Monster Party. Party. A 95.1 KOMN. The one. At that monster party last night Mad, mad, mad monster party Did you sell your soul to Mephistopheles? If you know my fate, honey, with me. The cold night brings out the creature in you. Ding! A strange light seems to be falling on. 
That was Rihanna with Disturbia, a song I had not heard uh, because I am an old white man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are not an old white man. I'm getting there. So, um, uh, but, so you said, hey, let's play this Rihanna song, and it's a really good song. And you're saying Rihanna, not Rihanna. Rihanna. Correct. No, Rihanna. That's a whole different thing. We'll yeah. get there later. Okay. Yeah. See what I, did. I see what you did there. in the business. I, right? I, see, I see what you did. That was yeah, good. That was, yeah. that, was, that was tricky. So I'm not like a big Rihanna fan, but I do like a lot of her big hits that have been on the radio because that's what they're designed to be, right? Yeah. Nice listening, kind of. This one has. I like her vocals in it. Interesting tempo. Tempo. I like the beat. She's Catchy a, tune. She is a newly minted billionaire. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Oh. Because uh, she's got a uh, fashion line or a cosmetics line or something. Oh, That's wow. what has actually made her, her yeah, it's m- not the most the music. money. I mean, uh, yeah. she was doing fine with the music. She was doing fine with the music. But, I know but, she did some acting too because I've seen like there's one movie of hers that's on. She's like, in Prime Ocean. Or she's in Ocean's Eight, which is not a great, oh. uh, not a great movie because the script really could have been better. Sure, but Rihanna's really good in it. Is it? She's, okay. She, her and Aquafina are the reason to go see that movie. And I know she's in a movie. I think with Donald Glover. Oh, probably. Uh, sure. It's, I think it's a Prime exclusive one that came out a couple of years ago. I think okay. it's like a Caribbean type thing. Oh, yeah. She's from, is she from Barbados? I don't know. I think it's Barbados. But Anyway, um, real quick on this. like This is another song where the song itself, lyrically and sound-wise, I think can say, okay, that sounds Halloween. The video really reinforces it, though. Yeah, it does. The imagery in that video. I don't know if you took it. I, 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 I watched the video. It's yeah, really good. so just real quick on that. you know, it's, It begins in a surrealistic circus-like torture chamber where Rihanna is seen dressed in black, wearing dark makeup and long black nails while she presses the keys of a big dark piano and looks into the camera. And then there's other scenes throughout the video that um, kind of just bring forward different horror themes. <laughs> and then during the song's bridge, there's actually uh, her and her dancers perform a thriller-esque dance routine. Yes, they so do. there's a callback to that as well. So yeah, yeah. fun song, something a little different. Try to please different listeners, yeah. or thousands of listeners tonight. So, as yeah. <laughs> I listened to a uh, a podcast called um, Smartless, mm-hmm. which is um, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and um, Sean Hayes. These oh, three wow. guys do, okay. and they always refer to their their listener. Their listener, their one listener in Wisconsin. They, they must have stole that from us. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure Will Arnett listens to the show all the time. So, well, before we transition to the new song, yeah. the next song, I want to ask you: So, should children stop by your house at like sunset, or do you wait till it's dark before you start handing out candy? You know, you're not wrong. You're you're, you're not wrong. I like I, I I'll own this that I'm I am I am a Grinch when it comes to Halloween, and I should maybe rethink my ways. So, you want them to wait till it's dark then? Because if they come during the dinner hour, it's a little early for you. You know, we were talking earlier about, uh, I was thinking about pairing that Rihanna song with a uh, a, a Lady Gaga song. <laughs> yeah. what, what was the name of that song? Well, there's lots of them. I, I referenced Little Monsters. Little that's Monsters. What she, that's what she calls her fan. That's base. Little Monsters. You're not, you're not understanding where I'm, where I'm going with this. You're calling kids Little Monsters. Moving on. <laughs> Is that not what you're playing? <laughs> I uh, would invite those who are one listener uh, who didn't yeah, see, those. who didn't hear uh, my uh, the, the the Halloween show I did two years ago on the weekly list. Uh, it includes the moment on this show that I am most proud of, and I don't want to talk. I don't want to tell anyone what it is, but it's how I set up this next song. So if you're super into, like you know, if you're a Rich Larson fan, there ain't any of those. Hold for it, applause. Yeah. <laughs> waiting still crickets crickets um anyway anyway i there's a, there's a thing i found that's pretty good that, that sets this up but this is uh one of my all-time favorite musicians mr warren zivon 
I found out recently I've been for years and years and years and years, like 20 years, I've been mispronouncing his name. I've noticed. I never corrected you. Yeah, I've always said Warren Zavon. It's Warren Zevon. I know. Which I never want to correct you because I I didn't want to kill your dream. No, I know. But uh, it's fine. I mean, people people think, well, whatever. But it is Zevon. And I apologize to uh, the estate of Warren Zevon for having mispronounced his name for uh, no less than three decades, actually. So, um, but this is, um, we were talking about goofy Halloween songs and stuff. And this was never meant, I don't think, to be a Halloween song. But it's a pretty goofy song. Goofy and good. Yeah. Well, this, goofy is good, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't really have much to add to this. I think the people who know it know it, and those who don't are in for a treat. It's an all-timer <laughs> for me. It is. I, like you, I love this song. I love this man's music. I actually, as I listened to this playlist last couple weeks, just getting ready for the show, yeah. I went back to some of the Letterman clips, because oh. him and Letterman had a really good relationship and friendship. And actually, last night I was watching, I think it was, what was his last appearance, talking about his oh. illness. And yeah. it's just, it's interesting <laughs> look into the human mind and just how these two are interacting mm-hmm. about what is essentially the end of and one of their lives. Warren was a brilliant man, like a brilliant man, who had some like severe uh, like self-esteem and depression issues, but he mm-hmm. was a brilliant guy who um had this acerbic wit um and and was super dry and you know which i very much appreciate i do too and you know letterman asked him so um basically you know what happened like because he went from one day he was fine to uh, basically being riddled with cancer throughout his body and he just he looked straight at the camera and he said, well, I would say going, not going to the doctor for 10 years was a tactical mistake. Yeah. yeah. Tactical error. Tactical not, error. Not going to the doctor for 20 years. 20 years. Other than his dentist. <laughs> Which is funny because that's the one doctor I avoid. And his dentist has only told him, you need to go see the other doctor. Because yeah. he said he was having shortness of breath and yeah. thought maybe it was congested heart failure and it turned out to be lung cancer, yeah, yeah. which had already spread at that point. To everywhere, yeah. And he was only 55 at that point, so I think he was 56 when he passed yeah. away, so it was, much it was, too early. It was one of those things where, uh, as, a, as a fan of Warren Zevon, uh, you, were, you got the warning, right? You yeah. were told, um, he is going to die. And there's, there's this album coming out, and, and like the album came out, and then he died like two, year, two days later. And uh, it was it was uh, poetic God, kind was of a sad day. It was a sad and day. that was I what miss, I was saying. I he Warren. did music up yeah. until the end, and that's what he loved to do. Yep. I saw Warren a couple of times, um, and he, it, both times was at uh, First Avenue. And it, you know, I was first time I saw him. I think I was twenty two, and uh, he he stood at the lip of that stage. And 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 declared, he said, "This is one of the finest saloons in the United States." And I just, man, I just, I, I loved him for that. I just, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, Warren, Warren was a brilliant songwriter and a uh, super funny guy and incredibly cynical, which is something else I appreciated him, about him very much. And uh, this is from 1978, the Excitable Boy album. This is Werewolves of London. Big dish of beef chow mein. 
kitchen door You better not let him in Little old lady got mutilated late last night Werewolves of London again Gent who ran a muck in Kent. Lately he's been overheard in Mayfair. You better stay away from him. He'll rip your lungs out, Jim. I'd like to meet his tailor. Sure. 
Donovan, I'm assuming from 1967, with Season of the Witch. Corey Butler, I am a man who loves music of all kinds and all genres, and I can be very patient with a lot of stuff and learn to like music that I don't initially like. Rockwell and Somebody's Watching Me is actually a pretty good example of that. And the Beebs. Uh, anyway... <laughs> If but oh, you know what I listened to Justin Bieber all day long if it meant I didn't have to hear a single Donovan song, I cannot stand 
Donovan. I can't, there's nothing he's recorded that I like at all except Season of the Witch. Is it mostly because of his name? Yeah, well, that's part of it. I've only met one Donovan in my life. He's he's, he's just he's just you know what he's he's a he's a poser. He's not talented. He wrote one good song. If I hear Mellow Yellow ever again, I'm gonna take hostages. I I just uh, I, I that's that. Uh, okay, Charles. Charles. <sighs> that song does not speak to me. None of those songs speak to me. Season of the Witch is a song that I can stomach. Actually, I went looking for, there's a, a, a Minnesota musician, a, a local Twin Cities uh, woman named Jillian Ray, who a few years ago did a pretty good cover of Season of the Witch. And uh, I just couldn't find it when I needed it. So it, it, we went with Donovan instead. But Jillian Ray would have been a better way to go. I'm not a great mind of Donovan, but this song is a banger. Love this song. Um, and... Funny enough, this is the only song I grabbed a review of, so I'm kind of glad, given your, you know, your lead up there about not liking Donovan in general. The, the audience is privileged to have heard me play <laughs> a uh, a Donovan song. So here, here's the review from Lindsay Planer: Few songs so perfectly reflect the dawn of the psychedelic pop era as aptly as Donovan's "Season of the Witch." Both lyrically as well as musically, the languid and trippy contents project a dark, foreboding atmosphere. Sort of a sinister tale of paranoia and the paranormal. Mm. So there you go. There it is. The only review I bring is for the song, for the, uh, the artist that you least like. <laughs> so I'm glad that worked out. I mean, you, you picked us up. That's good. So I, I, uh, we, earlier in the show, I teased, uh, this is probably a good, good enough time as any to tell the story about the, uh, the haunted house at the State Fair. Yes. Uh, a few years ago. My daughter was in high school. My oldest daughter was in high school. And we decided that uh, neither one of us had ever actually gone through. We were at the State Fair. Neither one of us had actually gone through the haunted house. So we decided we were going to do it. When um, my daughter was little, she was just terrified of these things, right? And we figured, you know, I don't know, 15, 16 years old at this point. She'll be okay, right? Right. Okay, so we uh, we walk in and immediately, man, she grabs my hand and like is holding on so tight that I'm losing uh, feeling in my fingers. (laughs) <laughs> right, I mean, right, and uh, we went past a couple of scary things, and I, I, she's, uh, she's behind me, and I'm holding her hand. And I look, and they're just like tears streaming down her face. Right, they're like, okay, we are not doing this. We're just gonna walk through this thing and get out of here. <laughs> and so, like, I become Papa Bear at that point, right? Like, I'm just like, I'm protecting my daughter. I got her into this. I'm getting her out of this. Some, <laughs> some guy. <laughs> And if you are listening out there, guy in the werewolf costume. He's the one. I'm apologizing. Some guy jumped out at us and like right in front of me. And I put my hand, I shoved him in oh. the chest. And I like, I, there was a thud. I, I hit him and, and, and knocked him back. And I just heard him go, Jesus. And <laughs> just That's assault, brother. It was, it was, uh, I was protecting my kid. I was in a, uh, anyway, so that's, uh, that's my haunted house story. So did you, did you end up having to go through the whole thing or did you find the exit door? We, uh, I, we did find the exit door. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know they have at least one on each yeah. level. Cause yeah. I've gone through many a time yeah. and since being a child and I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I would go earlier. by myself. Absolutely. Yeah, I love the details. I love the, you know, the performative part of it. Uh, you know, I like more seasoned veterans, not always just teenagers going boo. 
right. You know? Yeah, the but, jump scare thing doesn't do yeah. it for me as much. And I don't know. jump scare. Like, I don't know. It's not me being proud or anything. I just don't jump scare. I do. <laughs> so I'm the guy who goes slowly, and I'm looking at details. I love right. to see the work and the effort right. and the craftsmanship. Okay. And anyway, story for my, me related to this, and there's kind of a full cycle thing, full circle. My dad took me once when I was really young, like five. Yeah, okay. And we just left. It's right across, right across the street from the 4-H barn, the dairy yeah. barn. Had had a shake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I was probably four or five. Long story short, I'm in there. I don't think it was because I scared, but he was carrying me. I puked you all bet. over him. <laughs> puked all over him. So my daughter. That's one of the best throwing up at the State Fair stories I've oh, ever yeah, heard. Because everyone's got one. Yeah. But that's and that's hilarious. Just, I don't know if something, I mean, maybe it was mixed with, you know, grease earlier. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it was out of fear, but <laughs> I, I don't remember why. But it's one of those stories that have stuck around. Anyway, uh, now that I have children and the Friday before Labor Day is always Daddy Daughter Day at yeah, State Fair. My daughter nice. and I, just the two of us, nice. will go every year. And for, you know, she's nine now. So starting around five or six, I was kind of testing the waters to see if she had interest yeah. to do the haunted house and it was always like oh i kind of want to but i can't do it kind of thing and then last year was kind of the year she thought she'd be ready well no state fair yeah this summer we we're at a cabin up north and i took them to paul bunyan land okay. in brainerd where i sure. went to as a kid and we we're really oh. excited because they have a haunted house there and she oh, really? was ready to go okay well it was shut down until october oh, right. so of didn't go to that yeah yeah so we're back at state fair this year fully masked they're super early left before it got too busy we're on the fence about if we were willing to go into the house, just given safety and stuff like that, but figured it'd be quick and we'd be masked. But it was still, she was like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of want, I yeah. want to, but yeah. I don't know. Well, we end up doing it and she had a great time and she did well. And uh, no tears. That's all right. That's great. Not for fear, not for other things. No tears <laughs> for fear. Um, and she enjoyed it. So I'm glad we finally checked that off because it's been years in the works. That's and fantastic. I didn't pressure her. I just said, we're at this part of the fair now. This is the time to make a choice, yep, and she's yep. she's indecisive. She, you know, she's a kid. She yeah. struggles with making yeah. quote the wrong choice. Right, right. It's like there's no wrong choice. Just yeah. your personal comfort. So yeah. we got to do it this year. I was excited. That's fantastic. And I, you know, it had been years since I had done so it. So there were no tears, but did she enjoy it? She did. Okay. Now, she didn't want to go back in. Yeah. But she yeah. enjoyed it. That's good. So maybe she'll do it again next year. Perhaps. I mean, it'd be nice to go find other ones. Right. I used to love doing like when you know. Again, there's transitions of halloween when right. i was younger like 20s i'm saying yeah and didn't have kids yet i'd still go to the attractions if, with friends like mm-hmm. scream town and yeah. buck hill used to have one there was there was one i don't remember where it was but there, when i was a kid there was one called ghost manor that was oh, okay. super scary but uh, we we went every year there's one in Minneapolis that's you have to sign a waiver. Yeah, at the, I, I always at forget the, the soap factory. Yeah, the soap factory. And yes, I, yeah. I, 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 I've heard because they touch you. I've heard it's scary as heck. Yeah. But the um, the waiver sort of l- lends itself to the marketing a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, oh so. it's so scary. You yeah. Have to sign a waiver. Well, I think most of them because they're not allowed. The actors aren't allowed to touch you. Or right, this one, I think right. they're allowed to touch you. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, so then when you get you know Papa Bears like you who want to put their hands on right, them, then, right. Kind right. of goes both ways. Not yeah. that a fist fight's going to come out of it, right, but right. I think it's just saying, "Hey, right. we're all here to have fun." We know maybe people get excited because yeah. that's the whole point, right? Right. You're there for uh, emotional reasons. <laughs> You're there to be <laughs> exactly entertained, right? And you know that's more adult driven, right? So I, one of these years, I'd like to get there. 
Um, I enjoy watching like YouTube videos of others who go through them, which oh. in the in the era now that we're in, right. I was watching one this past week of a guy in like the Universal Studios one, and I don't know how he's allowed to do it or if it's for promotional reasons, but he's just a guy with like 150,000 followers. Is he walking around like this? No. With, with, with the phone straight, above the face? No, it's a straight up like nice camera. He's walking with in front of him, so you oh. get basically the entire feel of the entire Interesting. attractions. Interesting. And he went through Universal and then went through like five houses. It was like a 40-minute video. Wow. Like legitimately from start to finish. Now he doesn't catch all the things because it's not his eyesight and it's a timing thing. But like, yeah, I don't have to fly to you know California to check it out now. That's cool. But for those who want to, it teases it to for them. And interesting. Yeah, so I appreciate. It. There's one like in um, uh, Toronto that's known to be really scary, and they actually have cameras inside, so you get the reaction shots. Like I remember, there's this one specific uh, shot where you're walking through and it's dark, and all yeah. of a sudden there's a bright light and a sound of a train. <laughs> So it's all about like, holy, you know, like it's a shock thing. And so it lights up so you That's get a good great. view of everyone's That's faces. Great. So it's like a reaction That's video cool. type That's thing. That's cool. So. Yeah. You know, I, I'd really, I think uh, this season I'd really like to go through a haunted house. You know why? To see if I still feel. <laughs> and, and do you think you do? That's <laughs> uh, yet to be seen. Well, the connection to this song, and you're alluding to the next song, yeah. is Trevor, Hurt. Yeah. Nine yeah. inch nails. Yeah, which oh, I don't know that people understand. There was one before Johnny Cash. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I am in the school. I'm in the camp that that believes that the Johnny Cash version is superior, which is a rare thing. I mean, you, you, you very rarely, I very rarely think a cover is better than an original. But this is still very good. I'm 100 percent in that camp. I think Johnny's version is better. It's superior. Yeah, and I think Mr. Resnick's on board with that now at this point. <laughs> but I got him a writing Grammy either way. So yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, this song was a and Trent Reznor's a very talented guy. Don't get me wrong. 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. And the song was nominated in 95 when they did it, when Nine yeah. Inch Nails did yeah. it, but didn't win. Right. Johnny won it. I, but I think they won it for the video when Grammys were doing videos. I don't think they do videos anymore. Maybe they do, but yeah. I think. Johnny Cash won the video Grammy, which right. I don't know if that counts really. Well, but and that was, I mean, that was that was essentially Johnny Cash's last single, final single too. I mean, yeah, he died. He about was, it. Both him and June died. Like, he made this a year. video after, like he he and June died within about four months of each other, mm-hmm. and he made this video in after June died and just before he did. I mean, it was it was it was. Well, no, she's in the video. Oh, she is. No, they're both alive. There's another one. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. I'm getting my my. Okay, that's right. Because late standing Johnny Cash like, mixed. Up. Yeah. Well, it's the ghost of June standing yeah. behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Was it called American? Amer- American. Uh, American tales. Oh, no, it was American. And like volume four. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah. American mu- American songs. Maybe. Something like yeah. that. So beautiful song. Yep. Um, haunting. I mean, there's <sighs> we're trying to find the connection to why it's on the show. It's right. a haunting song. Yeah. And, Obviously. These next couple of songs are haunting. That's why they're there. Yeah, yeah with with the original version, you know, there's some interpretation left open here, but it's more about self harm and heroin addiction. I think originally is what mm-hmm. the intent was. Um, some with uh, depression, some suicidal thoughts. So like, not nice thoughts, of course, but mm-hmm. it's kind of the darkness and kind of just uh, this. This is we're getting a stretch of time where people, if we think about Halloween and what it leads into, darker times and. You know, we got Day of the Dead coming up, yep, and then yep. just you know, it's it can be a dark time in November for people. Well, th- this with is a seasonal transition. What, what they talk about is that this is when um, the veil between this world and the spirit world yeah. is the thinnest, right? And yep. and so that the, the, the communicating with that other world is easier yep. right now, which is why you've got ghosts and things. And and, and for those who deal with thoughts like these, yeah. 
mean, you're probably closer to that line than most, not you specifically, but people who deal with such challenges. I, I, I don't, I don't, you know what? I get, I, like, people have asked me more than once if I believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? I don't think so, no. Okay. What I believe is that we do not know how the universe works. I believe that, yeah. You know? So I, I believe anything I suppose is possible. I would agree with that. You know? So do I believe in ghosts? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I suppose it's possible because we don't know. I believe in what I can see. Yeah. I believe in humans. I believe we're responsible for a lot. And I think we should do the best we can for each other. I think ghost stories and other spiritual things are fun. I think they can be instructive. I think they can also be bad. Um, but I can't prove that none of it doesn't exist. Right. Right. But I can't prove any of it does either. So I believe that we should take care of ourselves. I believe you should not hurt yourself to see if you still feel. I would agree with that. So. And I also believe you probably shouldn't do heroin. I would 100% agree yeah. with that. I also believe Johnny Cash was amazing, and Trent Reznor is really good. From 1994? Is that what? Because what, this uh, is. Probably 94, 95. Yeah, yeah. It was nominated 95. Yeah, okay. So this is uh, Nine Inch Nails with Hurt on 95.1 KYMN, the one. I hurt myself today to see if I still. Beneath the stains of time, 
Welcome back to Halloween on the Canon, where you just missed the most terrifying conversation uh, that we've had yet, uh, but that had nothing to do with anything but paying for college. So um, Scary. Uh, that was the Pines. That was a, a song called Cry, Cry, Crow. Uh, Pines are, are uh, no longer an entity. They were a, a, a band that had formed, actually, um, uh, when... Benson Ramsey and David Huckfeld were uh, the two main guys in the band, and they uh, both were from Iowa and met at uh, college in Arizona. Formed in Arizona, came back here, signed with uh, Red House Records. Where I, so I guess you can kind of consider him a Twin Cities band. I don't know. Uh, Benson actually um, uh, is a local now, and Benson's a good guy. And uh, he's going to hear this, and he's going to go, Rich, why did you put my song on your Halloween show, Benson. I'm, it's just a spooky song, man. It's, it's all I have. That's, it's 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 haunting. It's it's a beautiful song. I love the song. But uh, and by the way, Benson and I have have uh, very occasionally. We like. I'm not going to make it sound like Benson and I are like you know <laughs> super tight or anything. But uh, every time we we bump into each other, we talk about writing a a, uh, a book about uh, Northfield ghost stories together. Oh, that'd be uh, cool. I, that, that was you know that that that's when I was running. Uh, Southern Mincy Magazine. That was my my f- probably my favorite part of the job. Every October, we would do. Um, I would I would try to collect some Minnesota ghost stories and we'd publish them in the uh, in the magazine and and like doing the research on on those yeah. stories. That was man, that was fun. And like uh, the the former dean at Saint Olaf, uh, Greg Knazer, had a uh, a, um, a file on Saint Olaf ghost stories sure. that was I mean it, it, the thing was 10 great inches visual thick. for radio right 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 all <laughs> visuals are great for radio but it was like 10 inches thick Wow. and I uh, I just called him up one day I said dude let me uh let me buy you a beer and and I need you to tell me some stories and he did he brought his he brought his file down and 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 he he used to run too he used to run a um, a ghost tour uh, of of the campus on on Halloween wow and, that's cool yeah there's some great stories and and uh 
uh, one about a ha- uh, the the uh, the librarian that haunts the uh, the library at St. Olaf. It's really fun. Anyway. Was that around when you were there? The, that story. <sighs> she, well, she, when you attended St. Olaf, just she, be clear. I assume that she was there, but she had not been identified as a ghost. Sure. When I was there, there were there were ghosts. To be sure, there were ghosts when I was there. Um, there was a, 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 a guy in a top hat who haunted Melby and, and another woman. I've heard of that one. Maybe it was from you. Another guy, another woman in a, in a flowing white gown that haunted, haunted Melby also. But That's too obvious. You know, but, uh, well, I know, but it, 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 you know. Feeds into it. That's good. An apparition's an apparition, you know. <laughs> so, hearkening back to our last conversation, yeah. I mean, you, you say you can't prove it, you can't disprove it. Right, right, right. But do you want to believe? Of course I do, yeah. because it's fun. You but, but you want one. You want ghosts who are not going to harm. You just want them to be there. Well, and I don't make want it fun. Right? I don't want. I don't. Like, want, I'm not saying you don't want people to get hurt. But I'm saying like, do you take the good with the bad, or the bad with the good in this case? Like, sure. Or do you want them all to be Casper? No, I. I, th- I think some of those stories, some of those ghost stories. There's, there's one that you just we don't talk about at at mm. Saint Olaf that is incredibly sad. Sure. Uh, and 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 like some of those stories are just they're heartbreaking. There, in fact, I, there's a couple that I published in in uh, the magazine. There's one about. Um, it happened like a hundred years ago. Um, little girl who lived on a farm got really sick with something. I uh, can't remember what. And um, hay fever. Well, no, but it was like she it was. It was she. She went into a coma, mm. and um, she presented as dead. Right. Oh, okay. And so they had a funeral, and they buried her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the night after the funeral, her mom had this nightmare about her daughter waking up in the box and trying to get out and not being able to get out. And it, it bothered her for like a week. And she finally convinced her husband to dig up the grave. And that's exactly how, what I like. They, they, there's like claw marks. There was the claw inside. marks on the inside of the, yeah. yeah. Oh God. It's just, and there's another one. Um, you ever hear about the, of the, uh, the, the doll in the window and, and, um, it's not in Wasika. It's outside of uh, like St. James. There's yeah. an attic window in this house, and there's this doll that was just there, right, forever and ever. It freaked people out. And the legend was that it was because <laughs> this is just horrible. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, you know, Story the, time. The, 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 sad, the saddest ghost stories are always about little girls. They're yeah. always about mm-hmm. little, you know, uh, that uh, 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 a little girl's parents had left uh, to go out of town for like two weeks or something and had left her with an aunt, uh, one of the parents aunts and the aunt was, um, completely imbalanced and locked the little girl in the attic as soon as the parents were gone. And, um, she came, you know, they came back and, and, and the little girl had, had, had died of thirst and starvation up there. And, um, she was seated, um, she had found a chair and had put the chair in front of the attic window, just sitting there waiting for mom and dad to come home to save her. Oh boy. Yeah. The wonderful minds of St. James. Oh my gosh. The wonderful, yeah, I mean, there is like, and that's a, that cry, cry, crow is a, a Southern <laughs> it, it, back to this. song. No, 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 no. I'm going to get to like, that's a, that's a Midwestern. There's a Midwestern feel to that song, right? Sure. There, there is, there is scary and there is lonesome and there is despair. But there is no, like that special mix of of scared, lonesome, despair. You, the brand that of that that comes out of the Midwest is the worst of them all. 
I, mm. I truly believe that. Like they, there's a there's a there's a thing about the Midwest. Midwestern Gothic. Midwest Gothic. There you go. It is. All right. Well, let's 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 switch gears real quick for a positive note. So, I'm kind of curious. Please. <laughs> so, what do you think you're going to be dressing up for as for tomorrow for Halloween? What, what kind of costume are you going to lean into I for really, trick or treating? I really, <laughs> I really do need to invest in a Hagrid costume. Hager, oh, there you go. That'd be a yeah, good fit. I, I, for years and years, I've dressed up as Fred Flintstone. Okay. At, uh, I, I can but I, I don't have the hair to pull it off anymore. So well, they do make wigs. You don't have the hair for Fred Flintstone, but you're going to be Hager. Well, that that I can. That, that that's a legitimate wig, yeah. right? Like I'm not going to go find a Fred Flintstone a toupee, wig, right? I'm not going to do yeah. that. But like Hagrid and you know, the beard and the whole thing. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share with you. So but 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 yeah, I, I know where you're going on this. Now, do yeah, you? Yeah, I should be. I really should be. Uh, you know embracing Halloween more than I do. One but. by one, I'm going to convert this town back into supporting its children. There's lots of which ways is, to support which children. Is what this we want to do, way. but yeah. Anyway. So I, some years are better than others when I'm inspired. As, yeah. as you know, as you've gone through this, the older you get, the more hassle it is to be participating in mm-hmm. so many seasonal things, regardless, in addition to regular life, right? So some years are better than other years. I really love the idea of dressing up. Some years I follow through, some years yeah. I don't. I'm going to share with you great visual for yeah. radio. Yeah. And I'll bring it to you so you can react on air. Okay. Uh, this was a, a work photo from a few years ago. So my office is good. There's We're a staff of 29. We always dress up for Halloween. And my department's a department of four. Okay. That's important for what I'm going to show you. So this is what we dressed up as uh, a few years ago. <laughs> That's why you wear the T-shirt. I yeah. get it. Corey, for, for those of you who can't yes. see, I mean, all of you, uh, Corey's wearing a Golden Girls T-shirt, which I think is hilarious. Uh, I'm trying to pick Corey out of the. <laughs> which uh, one am I? I'm yeah. shaved. Which, uh, y- there's that's no dedication. So you're uh, you're, you're you're Betty White. Yes, yeah. I'm Rose Nyland. Yeah, that's which is appropriate. She's from Saint Olaf because she's from Saint Olaf, Minnesota. Right, yeah. exactly. Which shaved. Yeah. I've got the the whole thing going. Did there. you shave specifically? Oh for, yeah, absolutely. That's that. You know, you only shave for very. As far as I'm concerned, you only shave for very very. Uh, August occasions, that's what I am. And I'm trying to remember timeline wise if that was right after or right before I grew my beard for a year to be Santa for my kids. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to remember. That might have been the clean shave, and then I grew from there on out. That's hilarious. It might have been. So, anyway, yeah, there's me as a woman. Yeah. Gold so, girls. At least you get to see it. No one else will. But That's all right. I love it. If you send it to me, I'll post it on Facebook. I will not send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee that. All right, we got one more song. Mm, the White Witch. Yes, indeed. I mean, I don't know how you do a Halloween song. At least for me, being a member of Generation X and and the music that came before us, I don't know how how you do a Halloween song and not play this song. This is a, a very appropriate show, pick. Yep, I I tend to favor Seven Wonders personally. I but, know you do, but I'm I'm a okay with this choice. Well, this Seven Wonders isn't about a witch. Rhiannon is sure Fleetwood Mac uh, off of uh, their Fleetwood Mac album. This is off of the very first Stevie Nicks Lindsey Buckingham Fleetwood Mac album. Rhiannon. Got anything else? Have a spooky Halloween. <laughs> Enjoy it. Be nice to the kids. Maybe if yes, you're rich. Maybe if you're one of those Grinches that shuts everything down and hides in your basement, maybe reconsider that. I don't know. We'll see. Thanks, folks. We will talk to you again very soon. Peace.
Take six. Hi, everybody. This is Rich Larson. And Danny. And you can hear us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. on a show we like to call The Weekly List. Yeah, we talk about music and events that are going on in the history of music. We play songs and we tell the stories behind them. Sometimes we disagree. Well, we argue a lot about those songs. Yeah. But that's okay. Anyhow, join us every Thursday on KYMN 95.1. The Ooxie. Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 